Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 126 of The Yacking Show. This is the show for awakening you to changing perspectives for the changing world we are living in. And it's certainly changing, and we need to change our perspectives to keep up with all this that's going on. As always, we have interesting guests. We try and bring you guests from a wide, wide field of business and philosophy and life topics. Today is no exception, but I always leave Kathleen to introduce our guest. She does it way better than I can. So first of all, welcome co-host Kathleen in Waterloo. How are you doing today, Kathleen? I'm doing great, Peter, and thanks for the intro. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show we so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we have another special guest with us today. His name is Joseph Sudip. Hello, Joseph. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot, Kathleen and Peter. You are a business coach. You are the founder of Business Model Coach. You also host a podcast yourself called Business in 90 Seconds. Can you tell our audience a little bit about your background, Joseph, and what led you into business coaching? Great. First of all, I thank, a lot. I thank you both for giving me this opportunity. Uh, just to give a little bit brief about myself, I have uh, 18 to 20 years of experience in the corporate world as a financial controller, CFO, director of finance, because I'm an accountant. Plus I have a, a legal uh, law degree and uh, have an MBA in uh, international business. So with this, I was uh, kind of playing this um, corporate ladder game. And when I hit my forties, I had the syndrome of forties syndrome, whether to keep crunching numbers or uh, do something different. And I was looking at various uh, possibilities. Plus I wanted a little bit more flexibility in life to keep, uh, to take care of my aging parents back home in India. So I was looking what are the other possibilities to leverage my good exposure because I had worked in at least five to six countries in multinational firms in various industries. So I have this uh, lot of uh, experience and exposure, God's grace uh, uh, to have those. So I was looking at how I could help them. And I was, uh, then I stuck up on this uh, business uh, coaching and my niche area is uh, helping CEOs and business owners of small and medium enterprises to scale to the next level. And uh, this really uh, leverages my past 20 years of experience because I was always closely working with CEOs and business owners as a second in charge of the company. So I basically know their wavelength and I could uh, connect with them. I know their pains. I know where they really you know, get stuck. So it's easy for me as a business coach now to connect with them and help them in, in the right point of view. Very good. <clears throat> that is, so you're an accountant and a, and a legal man and a business coach all rolled in one. That, that's quite some achievement. <clears throat> and I, I know what you're talking about. I think many people go through that questioning period late in their 40s about, you know, what's it all about? Do I, and as you so aptly put it, do I really want to keep on crunching numbers? <laughs> I know that's when I ended my corporate career in my 40s as well. What I wanted to ask you, um, Joshua, is, is you've had exposure and experience with lots of different businesses. So right now, what, what do you believe is the biggest limiting factor preventing people, businesses and business people from moving to that next level that you try and help them with? Well, 
uh, well, uh, as my niche, my niche area is small and medium enterprises. So any entrepreneur, they come up with their own uh, inborn skills and they do a hard, hard work and they might be either they might be from a technical background or an operational background or whatever. And then they set, set up this firm without getting any professional help. But due to their sheer hard work, determination and passion, they are able to build that to a, uh, to a certain level by five to 10 years uh, of their hardship. But once they reach the, that level, then they are like kind of stuck how mm -hmm. to move ahead. Because because I always I always tell that what got you here what got you here may not get you there. It's going to be a different set of rules and regulations for the next set of game. And unfortunately, there is no big force going to help them. There should be someone in that level to help them, and they don't get required help. And this is where people like me can come in and pitch in and give them a value addition because I've been uh, from there working with big force or small force or whoever and understand their pains, can help them set their uh, mindset, build a good strategy and help them in execution. Okay. Good. So Joseph, on your website, you quote, Researchers say that it's 70% mindset, 15% strategy, and 15% successful execution. Can you tell our audience why you agree with this? Uh, I would tell, uh, I, I borrowed this uh, from the godfather of business coaching, who is uh, Tony Robbins, because he always tell uh, uh, this. Uh, so, uh, which is which is basically correct too, because when I started experiencing it, uh, it's true. So that's why I have put that. So what happens is, uh, you know, when you when you get to a like as I mentioned earlier, like five to ten year of running the business to that that level, that is one mindset. Mindset of a baby, you know, mindset of a grooming up a, a baby, uh, helping them walk, you know, hand holding and all those. So that is one mindset. And unless these entrepreneurs change that mindset to a different level of let go, delegation, empowering, those things are not going to change. They will keep their baby at their heart and they will not be able to grow. So that is why I agree with uh, Tony Robbins on the 70% because the mindset have to change. And it need can could be changed only with this constant coaching, helping them, making them aware this is where it is. This is where uh, you need to let things go. This is where you need to build a system. So, so that is why I mentioned 70% uh, mindset. And once the mindset is clear, then it's a question of finding the right strategy on where they want to go. Is it going to be 10 million or whatever million it is? And then executing it. So, so that's why I've uh, mentioned the 70, 15, 15 rule. Uh -huh. Interesting. So I'm going to ask you this one. In, in your corporate career, <clears throat> before you decided you wanted to stop crunching numbers, and again, in your, in your second career as a coach, you've obviously seen some major changes in the, on the business landscape. And I could use the, the uh, introduction of personal computers way back in the late 80s, early 90s as a huge development. Since that time, what's some of the biggest developments you've seen in business, Joshua? Uh, of course, uh, as anyone would tell, uh, it is on the technology side uh, because communication has become uh, uh, more uh, faster. 
but mm -hmm. the conclusions also have become more more faster than ever. Uh, plus, uh, there are a lot of uh, like even if you take an accounting uh, perspective, now uh, basically you don't need like much uh, accountants because uh, you know supplier can push the invoices to our system, and uh, we could make the payment. So it has been like so easy in doing business if it is done in the right way because technology has helped us a lot to move in that uh, direction. So definitely that plus. Uh, like since there is uh, this outrage of this uh, internet and YouTube and all those, all the big guys like Tony Robbins or whoever can is able to share their experiences like we sharing now. And uh, so people who are keen to learn and get those knowledge, they have all these possibilities in uh, for getting those. So that I think is a real good, uh, you know, access to information. Mm -hmm. That is a real uh, change uh, in, in this new era. Uh, so I would tell like these two as a main. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's say a client calls you up and they need your help. Can you walk us through the process that you would take that potential client through? What What is it that you do with them? Sure. So uh, uh, I basically ask uh, four questions and I think uh, that is what the entire business is. So my first question question would be, why are you doing what you're doing? Like if you have a business, why do you have this business? What is your purpose? What is your mission? Is it just making money or is it something else? Is it, uh, are you intention is just, a, is, is money a byproduct of your main uh, vision or main dream? So once I get a hang of it, then the, then the next question is what? Is it a product? Is it a service? What is your value proposition? How is it helping people out? Why do they need to come to you? And, and, and three is to whom? Who is your customer segment? And then how? So uh, basically, I mean, I need to get a hang of what the business is. And we are asking this why, what, who, and uh, how. Uh, you get a feel about it. And then I, I can kind of judge where they are in the sense, you know, very 360, 36,000 feet. And then I kind of help them, like, these are the ways which uh, I could uh, help. And uh, does that make a sync? And definitely, I would like to know the, uh, the whom I'm going to uh, in interact with, because the wavelength have to ma match. Only then uh, it becomes a seamless uh, process. And then if things go right, then we, we, we take that journey. Thank you. So very, you, you have a very organized program by the sound of things uh, and a good template for starting off with new clients. It's good to hear. Let's look, at the, let's look at the current situation. The coronavirus has affected and the lockdowns, whatever you want to call them, restrictions as a result of that affected most, almost every single business. So <clears throat> how have the most successful ones, in your opinion, reacted to, to this new world that we're having to live with right at the moment? So what I have seen is, uh, of course, uh, this was not something which was expected. Sure. So initially, everyone would have a setback or a shock or whatever. But 99% of uh, my clients and whomever I talk to, these entrepreneurs, that was a real good time for them to introspect because they were all going like a machine every day, firefighting. And they got this beautiful moment for themselves. What am I doing for the last couple of years? 
where am i going and this was a real introspective time and of course you know when someone has got a huge uh, uh, loan and emis to pay then it's a different kind of struggle for them but for others who who tell okay this is entrepreneurship we will have this we will have time of paying back and we will have time of uh, for expanding the business so then it's a question of that attitude uh, comes in because as as the saying goes your attitude uh, dis- de- de- defines your altitude mm-hmm. so so there people okay i was not in the i was not in the right path i got a time to introspect now this is what i could be doing and and people start planning uh, towards that new journey with whatever the opportunities they have which is been thrown it's not that all businesses are dead it's just that they will have to do things in a different way hmm. so many of them got back rose up started uh, defining their business models this, their revenue models in a different stream and they have started get going rest i know it is hard if it is a retail or whatever and if you have a shop and if you have this this many of overhead expenses it's not easy but that doesn't mean it's the end of the story every adversity creates its own opportunity yeah so it's a mindset again uh, to see what is that opportunity in this adversity are you looking at the the are you looking at the cup half full or half empty always yeah right. yeah good right now in your opinion and looking forward what innovations do you see will change the nature of business in the years to come so uh, as i uh, even uh, even though i'm a business coach i help uh, people in business model designing and this question is really pertaining to the business model and what is a business model business model is the way in which a business uh, and organization uh, how an organization captures creates and delivers value this is what the business model is about so up to this pandemic uh, the uh, organizations were uh, delivering capturing value in a one particular form now due to this it may not be possible but there would be different way of uh, delivering capturing value so what are these ways that is what needs to be looked upon their revenue models definitely will have to change because whatever the model was there may not work with the new uh, with the new opportunities which is coming up because there was a mental shift even in perspective of this uh, customers because customer is a king and businesses need to adapt to what uh, customers want so these last two years customers perspective have changed what they told uh, thought they never they would do have they have started uh, aligning to that adapting to that so entrepreneurs who need to survive they don't have a choice other than to adapt to what the customer needs so that is the evolution and definitely technology has a greater role to play in this but it's not tech alone again you need to be in the customer how the customer perceives it how are we going to uh, take away the pains of the customers in a different way and that would lead uh, to the success of the any businesses Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. I, I've got something I want to ask you in a moment, but while it's fresh on my mind, and 
realizing you're sitting talking to us from India, what are some of the biggest differences in business culture you see, you see between North America and India? It's a very interesting question because uh, uh, when you use the word uh, business coach, in India, it's all about consulting. Uh, they don't get the, uh, uh, the meaning of the word uh, coaching. But in mm -hmm. North America, business coaching is a billion-dollar industry. So when, you, when they meet a business coach, they know what to expect and what not to expect. But right. here, it's more of uh, training them, making them understand uh, the difference between what to expect from a coach and what to expect from a consultant. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I'm, I'm asking tongue-in-cheek because I spent most of my life in Africa and I worked in the corporate world and also in my own business in Africa. And one of the things I found coming to Canada 16, 17 years ago is a lot of the things that were considered normal in Africa uh, were certainly frowned upon in North America. And I'm not talking about breaking the law. I'm talking about <clears throat> things that were business practices that were acceptable there. So I found the, the red tape, for want of a better term, and the restrictions or the conformity uh, stifling as an entrepreneur, uh, rightly or wrongly. And I'm quite prepared to accept that perhaps I was in the wrong totally. <laughs> um, and, and I would guess a little bit of that applies to India, that there's uh, in many ways more freedom in India than in the first world. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent, I agree with you. But there are businesses who does exactly the same way how it has been done in uh, North sure. America. Oh, yes. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. Good. So the, the question that I've been dying to ask you, in, based on all your years of experience, what, what do you think is the most important characteristic that differentiates successful business people from those who never get beyond average? Is there one key thing, do you think? Well, I would like to answer this uh, by giving an example. Uh, last sure. week, last week for one of my clients. So, uh, you know, I mean, in, in India, this uh, resources are uh, huge, like there's a huge talent of resources, right? And uh, so it's a question of getting their first job is always uh, difficult. So, uh, so I was just speaking to my client and he, he, he told me like, you know, there was a opening uh, return for a, uh, for a designer. And uh, that was the only, uh, you know, opening given and designer to this particular industry. I think it's a health uh, uh, gym, gym, right? Gym industry or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was, and he had posted that in LinkedIn. So, so one of the candidates who saw that, she, she did not send the resume. What she sent was, okay, what is, uh, uh, and and the, that designer was expected to design a platform or an app. So instead of sending the resume, they told like they gave a case study of how many apps uh, apps are there in this gym industry market, how, what are the advantages, what are the disadvantages of each app, how much is the market, and how you can, uh, you know, be, uh, find a niche inside that market. The entire case study of that, and then, uh, and um, so people might think, okay, it could be just a, a cut and copy from internet, but there was, a, <laughs> there, there, was there was one photo image page where, uh, wherein we could see that uh, handwritten uh, pathway for all what is being sketched out in, in a you know in a page handwritten one, and then just the name and the phone number, and that was what was sent. Right. So, so for, for that candidate, do you think there is a competition? <clears throat> there is no competition for that people. Huh. But uh, 
there are competition for who just uh, type okay uh, this and this uh, a fresher looking for a job yes. there will be thousand like that uh, writing and that is where the competition is but for this person and he actually took that uh, candidate uh, paying double the amount uh, uh, than a fresher because i can't uh, you know i can't take this person as uh, i can't justify as a fresher's uh, you know pay so so i was just reflecting on this event and telling like you know there is no competition competition is <laughs> when you are being an average then definitely there is a competition so it's the same way in business if you are able to understand the mind of the customer know the exact pain of the customer and give a solution for them for them there is no competition competition is uh, one okay i made a product and uh, this uh, the customer should buy it so 100 the companies would be there on the same and then they compete right 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 so so how how do you define that uh creativity curiosity attention to de- what, what, what's the key there um so this is where uh, i would tell uh, you know uh, most of like let's imagine what uh, any any entrepreneurs with uh, you know thought processes they would find a you know a brilliant idea and 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 they will basically fell in love with it f- fell in love fall in love with it and they start uh, doing the permutation combination of how to executing it and uh, you know putting in the market that is what most of the entrepreneur does because he's so in love he is not ready to think in a different way right but think about a smart entrepreneur he has this idea but he is not uh, you know excited he talks with this uh, someone uh, in his on a higher network some mentors coaches or who have experience in that field and take their feedback again they might see the, those people let's imagine they get excited now oh, this is the right thing is going to be success but this guy is still not excited what he does is he he makes a mvp minimal viable product of that and goes to the market whom he feels that this is going to my target audience do the market testing and see what the uh, customer says right. are they willing to buy the product the customer will tell oh it's a fantastic product but are they ready to put that 1 dollar to get that yeah if yeah. 10 people does that then he can go back and you know make the final product and put it in the market but who does this exercise very less and for yeah, them the competitors but yeah. for rest there are competition unfortunately no oh, well good example <laughs> excellent example back to yeah. kasmi well we're almost out of time joseph so how how do people contact you if they want to Great. I have uh, I have my LinkedIn page where I get most uh, connects, which is mm-hmm. Joseph Sudeep, and there you could see all my episodes, which is in ninety seconds, which itself is like a, a learning because I talk with all the industry experts in business and whatever their uh, years of tons of experience, I put it in a very capsule form of ninety seconds so that you don't need to spend much time, you know. uh you get time to and i put it in every alternative day so and there's a ton of information on uh, marketing leadership management operations all those from uh, these experienced uh, people and then uh, still if you feel that you would need help connect with me and we can have an intro chat my website is uh, thebusinessmodelcoach.com wherein you can get a feel about uh, what i what i do basically Uh, how i kind of help uh, uh, 
help entrepreneurs and uh, business owners. Uh, so these are the two ways uh, which you could uh, connect with me. We will put that below this point of the video and in the description so people can contact you. So for me, thanks, Joseph. That was great. Very interesting. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Joseph. And we thank you all so very much for tuning in. And once again, we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.